going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Young Black and Bothered Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, and I'm joined by none other than my co-host. Hey, what's uh, up, everybody? Hey, your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Go ahead, Iris. Hey what's, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Iris here. Hey, it's your girl, Chris Cash. We know who I am. Right now, I'm on the bus. <laughs> yeah, and Shay will probably be on in a second, but um, it it still feels weird because we haven't been well. I haven't been consistent. It's not anybody else's on the show's fault. It's mine. Um, I have had like a one track mind with this house shit, and I'm going to try to get into the groove of doing the show every week. But I like the sporadic, like, hey, we got. That time today, cool, we can do that. I think we've kind of reached that point with podcasting where it's like we passed the pandemic, uh, we got out of 2020 without the world erupting or Trump, you know, being reelected. So there was that, and the world's open back up, at least for now. Um, since I think what we did a show back in like June, and since then, now we have monkeypox to deal with, we got COVID to deal with. We have yeah. inflation, recession, <laughs> depression, a Beyonce album, and um, the hottest days ever. It was like 105 here in D.C., according to the index, right? So how have y'all been knowing all of that? I'll, I'll start with Iris. How you been? So I've been pretty busy. So I just got finished with my as I called it, my Northeast regional tour. So I was in Mm -hmm. um, Maryland for a wedding and then I was in Philly and then I was in Maryland again for a cookout. And then I was in Brooklyn and then I was in Jersey and now I just got back to Playa and I'm here for a week. And then I go to Columbia next week for another wedding and then another just like week that I'm going to spend in another city in Columbia. So I have been, I say all that to say, I have been ignoring not everything in the world outside of what I got going on, but I've been ignoring a lot of things. Um, yeah. Not necessarily like, I have saw a lot of the like monkeypox stuff. So I'm over here just like, wow, like it's really crazy <laughs> out here. Like I went to a concert, but luckily the, the concerts that I went to, it was enough space. So I wasn't like rubbing up against everybody. Like I would usually be at a concert that was super crowded, but I'm over here just like, bruh, are we ever going to catch a break? And the answer is no. And I honestly just want to say, this might sound a little bit morbid. If the world won't end, can it just speed it up? Like I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Like I'm sick of a new disease being re-released every other week. I'm sick of having to worry about money and bills and shit. I think we might be the last generation though, honestly. Like, I don't know if it's going to end, like, super fast, but I do think we're going to be the last ones. And when you put it in perspective of, like, that, you got to start living for yourself. Like, what the fuck are we living for? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying just go and blow out your money on B-15 like this is a movie or something, but, like, keep an account that you got to do what gets you through. And, like, Iris said she's traveling and stuff. Like, mindfulness (laughs) is key. You see people on the news like killing themselves over boyfriends or whatever the fuck she killed herself over. 
and killed mm-hmm. six other people. And it's like, what was going on in your mental that made you want to even do something like that? So I feel oh, like yeah. a lot of people, especially in America, were really stressed because they're like working mm-hmm. us to death as there's like several crises going on. Like everything costs yeah. more. Check this out. My car insurance went up a hundred dollars for no reason other than inflation. Like they say, because car repairs are super expensive and I'm like, I haven't even had a car accident. So what are you talking about? But you know, things are going up in costs and our paychecks aren't. So a lot of us are like, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is, this is scary. Like, and so we can't enjoy ourselves because we're scared to spin. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage everybody to just do whatever makes them happy at this point. Fuck it. If it, we all die tomorrow, at least you have the experience. Exactly. Also, real quick, just, yeah. I feel like companies really be ducking and dodging that inflation question too. Because so they really are. They don't want to pay us. They be ducking and dodging that question. OD. It's like, Bro, like inflation is at a ridiculous rate and you still expect to like not pay me. Like I need y'all to do something like maybe y'all can't wave a magic wand and like just increase everybody's salary. But I know that my specific company has had like its best fiscal year like last year. And yeah, a lot of these companies are profiting higher than ever and they're not redistributing these funds down to be at all worker employee of the company they're just hoarding the cash essentially you have budget surpluses that are just going throughout and they're not recycling funds back down there's no trickle down economics like they call it it's actually pretty fucked up (laughs) very and then you can't even like travel and get away because the plane tickets are stupid crazy high and this is the thing (laughs) with me and plane tickets at this point i really just was like the same way that folks be like i'm not gonna pay attention to gas prices i'm still gonna have to drive that's how i feel about these plane tickets i'm like honestly i might wait a couple days i do the thing where i just book one way and then worry Mm -hmm. about the way back at a at a later date but i'm over here just Mm -hmm. like bro like i gotta do something to keep to keep my shit together because yeah. yeah, this shit is crazy. Yeah, I've just have you guys like? Mm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, have oh, you guys per- like had any like coping methods? I know for me, like it's just been like trying new things that I fucking like to do, and not necessarily just doing it because it's fun to other people. Like I literally oh. sat through my little community book and was like, "What classes am I gonna take in here to learn some shit?" Well, me, I bought a Peloton. I like it. Um, I enjoy it, but it still feels like I'm kind of like going nowhere. So I called myself going and riding my bike again and the back tire like burst. So I was like, well, fuck, like, just like all the things that bad that could happen to try to get me outside just were just bad. So I went to the bar. Um, I went to a new bar. I actually went to probably one of the worst bars you could go to, which is TGI Fridays. Um, went to TGI oh, Fridays. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Went to TGI Fridays. <laughs> Wait, don't and, be Fridays. <laughs> well, here's my thing. The last time I was at a TGI Fridays was over 10 years ago. Like, to go and just say, you know what? We're doing, we're going to TGI Fridays. So I went to TGI Wait, Fridays. Wait, do they still have the DJ? <laughs> yes. 
they have DJs. Apparently, they have it on karaoke. Think, oh yeah, they have it on Saturdays. They have karaoke still on Thursdays, um, and they have four dollar drinks from like nine to close, right? Which no, no, obviously no, no, no. Oh, means hold on, where is? Great, great, great. <laughs> no, no, no. Nine, nine to close all day long. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. The, four dollar drinks all day long. Yeah, all day long. And here's the thing: the people who work at this particular Fridays, I can't speak for all of them. Black bartenders, they know for a fact that they're going to get tipped well because it's on like I won't say a good part of town, but it's more so like they know their crowd. Mm-hmm. And the drinks were so strong that I woke up the next morning like, yo, like I'm actually not drinking anymore. Like that's when you know it's bad. Like usually somebody's mm-hmm. like they'll say that if they had too much to drink and like they got a hangover. I went home with well, Q and I. Like he came to my house, and we both like you know he slept in the other room. I, like we just pretty much both woke up and was like, yo, like did we have a lot of alcohol? And the answer was no. And they came in like smaller glasses, and usually those are the death cups. Like you drink those small glass alcohol drinks, and those be the strongest ones. Yeah, but I'm going back. I'm, I'm going back. And, 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 oh, because, yeah, we're, oh, yeah, we're going back. Hold on. Yeah, we're definitely going back on, on Thursday. Going back on Thursday. Yeah. But, yeah. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. Greg and I, because, you know, I came over. Like, we grilled out on the deck. Um, did a bunch of Instagram and TikTok lives. And yeah. we're like, oh, it's still, it's 9 o'clock. Let's go to Fridays. We only had two drinks there. Two. Yeah, my tab was twenty four dollars. Um, I will say this though. Um, Friday's food has always been and continues to be terrible. When I say terrible, meaning like if you're drinking yeah, and you're really there, you might as well. Eat. I'm not well, saying like, they need to bring back the endless apps. Listen, I'm mozzarella sticks. Okay, I'm mozzarella sticks heavy. And those well, potato skins. Here's the thing, Iris. So when I went to Fridays, I went on Saturday night because I was going to meet up with Q anyway. So we went out on Saturday. I went by myself to Fridays just to check this out. I'm like, new neighborhood. You know, there's not a lot of bars around here. And the ones that are, they're kind of like those mom and pop bars. You never know if it's going to be one people or 20. So it's like, I just rather go to Fridays where I know at least somebody eating dinner at the bar, right? And I was that guy who went alone. All I know is I had two drinks there. My tab was like eight bucks and I ordered the chicken tenders. I, like it was on that menu for like the happy hour menu that they give you. And it was like, okay, like for seven bucks, you can get chicken tenders and fries. I was like, bet like this, this is good. Right. Um, not all Fridays are created equal. And this that one, is I true. read the reviews. That is true. Yeah. The, the reviews I read were, I didn't walk out of this straight because guess what? The f- drinks were strong. But the food was garbage. And I was like, okay, the one thing you can't mess up is chicken tenders. I lied to you not when I said they messed it up twice. To the point where the bartender yeah. said, What were they just yeah, they like overcooked? No, worse. It they was fried cook. on the outside and frozen no. on the end. No, the- not frozen. Ew. Like, Q saw me take it. It was like, you ever ate like a piece of string cheese and try to bite into it? That's what the fuck no. it tastes. That's what it looked like. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, but they don't. I, I've been to restaurants before where they straight up just did not cook the shit all the way through. And it's yeah. like that rubbery, frozen, like it's, I, yeah. yeah. Damn. I, 
I thought you were I will say I this. I, I will say this about I will say this. Because I ordered I ordered the sampler, like the ribs, um, the chicken, the whiskey glazed chicken, and um fried shrimp. That was good. <laughs> oh, the Jack yeah. Daniels sampler. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was the always a fan. They, they don't even do Jack Daniels anymore. They have what? a whole not, they have like what? they have like a whole different brand like, that they use. It's like oh, honey, no. glaze, glaze. Oh, yeah. they, they use the Evan Williams. But Evan you know, Williams. Evan Williams. Williams. Oh, no. no, but no, it was but really, thing. really it was it's really, really good. good. Yeah, they don't do the Jack Daniels wings anymore, but Soon they're gonna have will E and J instead of Henny. Probably. But <laughs> they, they had top shelf shit. They had the costume. Strawberry and E and that, J. Yeah. <laughs> oh it, my was, God. it was a good time. When you come here, you're supposed to be using the cheaper stuff anyway. You can't be wasting yeah. good stuff. The food when all yeah, alcohol was, gets but it was really, but yeah, it was really, E and J you know, wings. For for four dollars. <laughs> for four dollar drinks. And they were kind of strong. So they got those bartenders have heavy hands. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming back for karaoke Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. After I get off work. Yeah. I love a good, you know, neighborhood bar though. Like I started going mm-hmm. to this little spot over on H Street, and Which one? wasted. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh, it's, but, it's but in the cut. Don't nobody know about this shit. That's but my shit now. So, 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 <laughs> Chris, Greg, there is a new taco spot. Um, you know, uh, um, you know where the old Forest Dickens used to be. Yeah, yeah I seen that. I, I went there tonight. I went there tonight. Tacos are amazing. Well, amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, Q, you're gonna have to bring it on your way up here. Because no problem. Um, like I've told Q, the I've told Q this. I've I've told Q, I've gotten to the point with this house. I don't want to go nowhere else. Like shit is expensive. Lifts and Ubers are out of this. It's like literally going and taking a flight somewhere to get in a fucking lift. Um, Uber was trying to charge me to get from where I live to Eighth um, Street, and they told me it was going to be fifty five twenty eight. And I said, you know what? I'll wait till the fares go down. Not only did the fares not go down, they stayed the same price. I said, you know what? I'll just call a Lyft. Lyft was, I think, like 28. I, I took the risk. Oh, that's not too bad. Knowing it. I guess. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. But I was just trying to figure out what makes Uber so much better. And I figured it out. Lyft has that feature where it makes you wait intentionally. It's like, hey, we can pick you up. In three minutes, oh yeah, save we can and pick wait. you up. <laughs> yeah, I like now, that, fuck though, that because save and wait. <laughs> no, but yeah, Uber has it now too. Uber has it now too. Oh, oh, no, At least my Uber, Uber does. They, It'll be like, do you want to wait and pay less? But well, here's the thing: Uber's already don't be less. charging me an arm and a leg, so I just like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm, I'm just no. Nah, I'll do Lyft because with Lyft, at least, well, either one, I guess, because you said they have it now. If I'm at a bar. I know for a fact if it says like pick up between like nine to thirty minutes, I have time to close my tab and shit like that. Oh yeah, Where, yeah, facts. Yeah, normally it'd be like, all right, you know, it'll go from saying the Uber will arrive in fifteen minutes to like three, and you're like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, no, so, that's, right? Yeah, I, that happens to me on Lyft too. <laughs> like, I've noticed that too. It's like I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna just do the wait and save. Next thing you know, be mm-hmm. like, okay, they're three minutes away. I'm like, oh shit, okay, now I gotta rush. 
But at least right. you're you running you. away. Lyft will, <laughs> Lyft will wait five minutes for you, though. Uber oh, yeah. trying to be out bullshit. Too. Sometimes if you're not there, yeah. see, they be just pulling off. Like, well, what, hold on. What about you, Chris? I know we we went off. Like, Iris, were you done with you know telling us how you've been? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about Iris, you, I'm Chris? so how sad I didn't get to see you when you were in DC. I know. But I'm gonna be back. I will so see I'm, you internationally to... somewhere. <laughs> oh, homecoming! Wait, yeah, coming I'll be there. Homecoming though. Yeah, I'll be there. And then I'm also right, thinking then. about doing a little Wait, homecoming. Then. Yes, we do. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. You know. Don't do it. We the worst place of football. How, how dare you? Also, the, the youngest been holding our homecoming down, too. I will they say. have. It was way later that, now than it was when we it was, was there. <laughs> no, it's way later. The youngest been Homecoming used to be ass. I them for it. I respect uh, them for it, too, low-key. Yeah, because y'all was in the My Big East. Is, That's why. Now in the Big Ten. Nah. I know it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's like it's a different caliber. Like old Rutgers, no disrespect (laughs) to any of my old head Rutgers people that I fuck with, but y'all was not fun. They were very standoffish. They had small parties. They kept everything to themselves. The new group, they're more like inviting into inviting everybody. Everybody got the TikTok generation. Black people. Like this is we just trying to be vibing. This is what happened though, because like before, because this is what the issue of homecoming was. Because it wasn't that. Mm It has nothing to do with football. That's first and foremost. Like we really didn't get. Oh yeah, issues. we don't even go like, to the games. We don't. We don't. Really, but this is what was the issue: the different frats had different tailgates that were in different areas, and they refused to just collaborate. So it was like it split the black community up yeah. into going to different tailgates and everything. Whereas now, everybody just be. In one area, one plot, one place, because it's, <laughs> all together. Because it's different. Like I would say, I would say this. I would say this. It's generational, uh, man. It, it, it is gen- fun. No, not well. Yes, it is generational. But also, like a lot of schools are moving because of risk management management issues to putting all the plots in one area. We ain't got no plots. We wasn't even parking lot. Whatever. We ain't got no plot. We had a Zeta. A Zeta River track with string. Stop just, it. Just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Because of risk management issues, they want to put them all in one, like, if, whether it's a plot or, or like a tailgate or whatever, put them all in one area. So, like, if something happens, we can just say, oh, they're, they're round them up. There. Yeah. Mm, that's a little racist. But it I don't wasn't like even, that. But it, it wasn't us. It, it wasn't. It was the the community. Like it was like the the student orgs, the black orgs and stuff mm-hmm. that decided because we wanted to be on Livingston. Like the black folks, we wanted to just be on Livingston. And then it was as like we should. The, no, no, exactly. But then it was like the 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 other groups that were like, "Nah, we kind of need to all come together." And pull our resources instead of just the freaking um, because everyone's because low key. I seen oh, Deltas right. out there, and I don't think Rutgers has Deltas, do they? No, Rutgers yes, doesn't. They, mm-hmm. they, they do. do. It, they came back. It was like it was a whole thing. What? Not two years ago. For, be like like actually, three, New Brunswick chapter. Yes, yes, Christian. It was a whole thing. Like it was a whole ass. Thing. Wait, where did I? Where? Uh, wh- I thought you they was like some it. alumni was, shit. I didn't know they actually no, went to was, the school. Yeah, they have deltas now. They're deltas. Yeah, it was it was a big it was big news when it happened. It was big news because damn, and that ain't really like with my line. Deltas. I wish I seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have just wanted the option to choose, man. Back then, 
just to see them all yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. Our Greek culture <laughs> is not that great for women. Oh, not saying it's not, it wasn't great. Like they had some no, great no, options. No. I think the two sororities we had was good, but it would have been nice to have a full yard, you know. Yeah. It, it would. Well, what about but you, though? After Chris, that, like, how you been? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Q. Pre- oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go, go. Oh yeah, I've been pretty good. I guess I haven't really been doing anything, but just like kind of trying to find myself and work on my business. My little swim business has been taking off, so that's good. Because I've been trying to save more. So most of my time has been like working, working, working. But other than that, I've been chilling for real. I, I went to a couple of new spots. I went to this little social bar. It's called like Seal, I think. That was cool. But it was very like, nobody was there. But I think it's a nice venue. It's kind of like a hidden gem right now. Yeah, that's yeah, all I've I done. think DC has a DC has a lot of hidden gems. The issue is you never know how long they're going to be open. But I think that's all. Right. They be uh, open for like maybe one month and be gone. <laughs> yep. And at, like, because like nobody knows pandemic. about it. Yeah. Like obviously before the pandemic, you might go into a spot and it's like, all right, cool. Like this might be my little watering hole. Like I know mm-hmm. Georgia Avenue and Petworth was really good for that. Like Petworth had like that strip of bars and it would be open mm-hmm. like all summer. And then you would never see it in the fall or winter because it was closed. And then it would open mm-hmm. back up. And you're like, how the fuck did that happen? But me, like, now, when I do go into D.C., like, when I go into the office and my coworkers are like, let's go to drink or something like that, it's always a new bar because we can't keep up with how many times they close. Like, right. one, of our fav- one of our favorite bars we used to go to, I won't say the name, but I'll say it was like, it was like going down 15th Street. Like, mm-hmm going into U Street, like walking into U Street. It was really nice. Um had like a first level, second level. And I was like, oh this is this is actually really dope that somebody taught me a new bar. And I walked there like was it Monday? And I was like walking down that street trying to see what it was. And it's like, oh yeah, we're trying to put a Walgreens here. I was like, wait, what? Like how? Like so pretty much bars are being replaced with like, you know, drugstores and shit now because they don't have anything that they can use them for. Um, and even like, say for and, example, Park. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, DC work culture has just changed a lot. Like, the happy hour scene in DC used to be like something that everybody was looking forward to. They had good specials, good restaurants, nice little, you know, small plates. But now, since most, a lot of people are working remote now, like, those same places are just dying out. Yeah, that is very true. That is very, very true. Because you really know happy hour scene anymore. And I used to be someone who would really be out here networking and trying to go out and go to happy hour, but I just don't see it as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Dang, Q, what about you, man? Obviously, you know, we talked about TGI Fridays and them frozen nuggets, but (laughs) what else (laughs) has been going on with you, man? Oh man, I, I have to say, like the last, the past couple of weeks have been really, really, really good for me. Um, <clears throat> um, well, Chris and Iris, she wasn't on the last show, but I am now a school administrator. Yeah, yes, I, I, I now uh, I run a congrats. Uh, Thank you. I run the after school um, program at a middle school in Southeast close to where I used to work. Actually, it's the same 
charter school company that I used to work for, that I taught for on the elementary side. Now I'm on the middle school side. Um, and I found out today that not only am I getting a laptop, I'm getting a company phone and business cards and uniform shirts that I don't have to pay for. So <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm like, whoa, okay. That's lit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're trying to keep you. They said they're trying Moving to keep you. On well, all the site directors for this, for this particular company, um, we're all getting we're all getting company phones, like company <clears throat> cell phones. So you, you know, uh, so we're all getting company cell phones. We're all getting like work laptops, which a lot of you know they all do. But like to have a company phone, this one, this is new. Like I hope it's an iPhone so I can like. Tie both of them in, <laughs> so I can only catch uh, one phone. phone. <laughs> no, I hope it. Like I said, I hope it's an iPhone, so that I can put that number on my main iPhone. And then again, mm-hmm. that may that may be bad. That may be bad. I may need to keep them separate. But um, to have a company phone, like that, that's when you know you have stepped up in the world. <laughs> you Check know? this out. And the company this, phone means and, you accessible now. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. And to, but to have business cards that someone makes and not me having to make them, yeah, I'm. A, I am. I'm very, 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 very excited about this. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, like you know, new job and finally getting a finally being able to earn a paycheck after two years. That's a wonderful, beautiful feeling. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Like I, like I've been relaxing until then. Like this, I, you know, my last week of freedom, and then I got a whole bunch of meetings and trainings and all this other shit I got to do starting Monday. Actually, not even starting Monday. Tomorrow through Friday, virtually, and then Monday in person. So that's about it. Mm, okay. Well, that sounds like we've all been really busy. So for anybody who is listening, this is where we've been at. It's not like we just don't want to do the show. We just been living. Mm-hmm. We ain't like other people, yeah. you know, just out here, you know, hanging out on Clubhouse because clearly that's still a thing, which is wild, but whatever. Is it? Um, and then also, okay, yeah. and then also, staff. And then also, Greg, if you listen to the mm-hmm. brand, there has been plenty of shows. Let's talk about the sports yes. staff. We've been, we've been consistent. You know, consistently pumping out content every Monday, every Monday. Yes. So if you don't listen to the sports desk, please listen to us. Tune in live on stereo every Monday, eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're gonna get a good show. You know, YBNB yeah. is, is 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 definitely is definitely in definitely. You know, we, we definitely are here. You know, we haven't been yeah. doing the main YBNB because mm-hmm. life has just been so busy for for all of us. Um, but yeah, the brand is definitely alive and pumping. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, well, you, you heard it from Q, so I ain't got to say it. So we might as well move on. <laughs> like that, we we done been shooting the shit for like thirty minutes. Let's, let's let's get into it. Um, so get the shooting the shit. Let's get straight into this first forty-eight because why not? Uh, and. For anybody who is listening, I guess I'll just, you know, refresh y'all. First 48 is basically where I read these articles and you guys and all the co-hosts get to guess what 48 state, you know, what state, 
you know, this is it. I can't even say the fucking thing because it's been that long. But basically, it's usually been like Florida, Jersey, uh, Florida, Jersey, New York, Texas. You really don't and- even be Jersey that much. Okay. Well, it saying. really don't. <laughs> yeah, it really yes, don't. It okay. yes, it is. It really don't. It'd be New York more than Jersey, honestly. It'd be Texas and yeah. Florida, just like we suspected. I'm just saying. Y'all don't have to keep coming to Jersey. Like, let the herd go. You you, you have a whole new lease on life now. People. Like, let the herd go. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But, but, but let's get into the first article then. So it says that a Karen calls the cops on a black man for standing on his own property. Um, according to the article, it says another day, another Karen. A video has been circulating social media of a white woman calling the police to report a black man for standing outside of his house. According to this, the the Times. Uh, yes, just standing. The woman accused the man of being a burglar, but insisted race had nothing to do with her choice to profile him. In a video posted to Reddit, Dason Barnes confronts a white woman who was allegedly snooping around his newly rented home. Today, I had to leave in the middle of work because my boyfriend said a woman was outside causing issues, said Barnes' partner. Oh, wow. Oh, so she was racist. And, ooh, that, that's not going to go good. Racist anyway. and, and, and misogynistic. Yep. Yep. And well, they, the or article says his, yeah. So this woman drove past our rental home. So my boyfriend, who happens to be the only black man on the block, walks inside of our house and turns around and demanded that he prove that he lived there. Then she called the cops. Barnes said that he told the woman he had moved in three weeks ago, but she proceeded to accuse him of trespassing. If you guys have a lease, I just like to see the lease. All right, we can stop right there. <laughs> Where do these people get off thinking that they could just be what? citizen cops? Oh my god! Because like, bitch, who the fuck are you asking for a lease for? What? Right? Like, who carry a lease around to? Like, what are you talking I about? I wouldn't like, even have. Just about to go that conversation me. wouldn't have even gone that long. Call the police, right? Bitch. Call the police. Walk away. Like, I don't. I just don't. Because then I'm going to tell them you're trespassing on my shit right now. <laughs> please call them. Yeah, I. I just. Okay, without going on a diatribe, let's let's just figure out Connecticut. where the f- Connecticut. That's a good one. That's a good one. Iris, what about you? Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. Wow. Mm. All all of all of these are great yeah. states. However, this happened in Seattle, Washington. I knew it was some liberal Wait, 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 wait. Seattle, that's supposed to be the most progressive state in the country. Progressive city in the country. No, it was going to be one of those type states where you think it's moderate, but it's really not. Yeah. I got followed in the container store in Annapolis this weekend. Mm. Well, (laughs) (laughs) here's the next article. It says a woman flashed her white privilege card after being pulled over. Now officers are in trouble for actually letting her go. Hmm? What did they say? White privilege? She got put over for DUI. Alabama. So the article says, (laughs) says that two police officers violated department policies during a traffic stop last month when a woman in town for a rally for former President Donald Trump showed them Mm, a white privilege card instead of a driver's license and was not ticketed. What? <laughs> what do you However, it's not. 
So it says, however, it's not clear what policy was violated or what, if any, disciplinary actions the officers face because the department is treating it as a confidential personal matter, of course. Um, the officers, Nicholas Bow and Charles Warland, with the Impaired Driving Enforcement Unit, conducted a traffic mm-hmm. stop on July 7th for a car weaving in the lane. She didn't identify the driver who said that she simply showed a white privilege card during the stop. Bo and Warland did not immediately respond to a message seeking comment on Friday. Days after the traffic stop, Mimi Israeli, uh, no, yeah, Israel, Israeli said in a Facebook post that she was pulled over for weaving at 3.43 a.m. while driving to a pizzeria after arriving on an early morning flight for Trump's rally. She couldn't find her driver's license, she wrote in a now-deleted post. When I saw my white privilege card, I gave it to him if it's okay, she wrote. He laughed if it's and called okay. his partner. <laughs> if it's okay. <laughs> oh. the, the top of the novelty card reads, white privilege card trumps everything. In her Twitter bio, <laughs> she describes herself at, uh, I'm going to say that. Guess the first 48 state. Tennessee. Tennessee. Alabama. That's where you... That's where he had he had a uh, he had a private event in Tennessee, Tennessee, Florida. Actually, Memphis, Tennessee, to be exact. What about you, Iris? Florida. Dang, I thought y'all was gonna get this Trump rally. It happened in California. Happened uh, in California. Well, no, that, what was Anchorage? Anchorage is in know. California. I low key kind of think that's kind of no Alaska. That's Alaska. Alaska. Why even? Alaska. Fucking he had worse. a rally for Sarah Palin. He had a he had a rally for wow. Sarah Palin. Alaska. Wow. So here's the fucked up part about this, right? So <laughs> the article, as you said, it says a woman flashed a white privilege card after being pulled over. Her Twitter bio describes her as Pinay or a woman of Filipino origin. Um, that yeah. makes it even um, funnier. <laughs> you know what? That's I'm about what? to get. Hey, do they sell those on? Do they sell those on Amazon? Because I'm about to right. order Can a I get one? Card. Can I? Can I, I need get one? one of those. Yeah. Like, hold up, hold up. I know I'm black, but I have this. <laughs> but the thing is, right. like, when when I read the article at first, I was like, I got to bring this on the show. And the reason why I was just like, all right, um, we've all encountered some type of discussion either on Clubhouse, social media, in real life, in person. And, you know, for us living in D.C., we've come across it once where there's, like, a person of color who swears up and down they're not a person of color. They're just, like, am- like socially ambiguous, and they can just, like, play whatever the fuck they want to play. So the fact mm-hmm. that she is, you know, a woman of Filipino origin and looks it, um, it's not like she, you know, could just go and stand next to a white woman and say, you know what, we both have a white privilege card. She so did they let her go because they thought it was funny or did they let her yeah. go yeah. because well, it was white supremacy? And also, were these cops white that she flashed? Because well, imagine being like white. two black men and you like, what, bitch? It says that they laughed, apparently. So it says that it was their first time seeing a white privilege card, which means mm-hmm. that obviously they were white because like us, we... 
I won't say we know what a white privilege card is, but we can assume what the fuck it's supposed to be. And we're not yeah. going to be the ones to just let you slide for literally pulling out a white privilege card. That's some mm-hmm. shit only white people would do. Like, a white person would see the white privilege card, laugh, and be like, you know what? That's so good. I have to let you go. But Right. Yeah, that wild. Um, but I wonder if yeah. I, as a black woman, if I had the card and I showed it, would they still laugh? I don't. I don't think so. I think they would honestly. We would be locked up, right? To this day, like we, I mean, we we see what happened with Brittany Griner. So you know, hopefully she's free soon. But that white privilege card. Let's move on. Um, officers <laughs> pursuing a white suspect arrested an innocent black man instead. A police officer who was chasing a white suspect pinned down a twenty-year-old black man while he was walking home. According to the Associated Press, a federal civil's law, uh, civil rights lawsuit was filed following the incident, and the suspect was not connected to the man that they arrested. Donovan Johnson was just minding his business, walking home one evening in February 2021 when a white man jogged past him. That man was actually running from the police who had detained him moments earlier at a hotel where he was suspected of stealing televisions. However, Officer Stephen Conroy yelled at both of the men to get on the ground, drawing his gun. Then he threw Johnson on the ground and pinned him down to the ground with his knee on his neck. Right. According to the complaint, Johnson yelled, I can't breathe, but was being restrained while the suspect was left unattended. I won't read more about this. Other, You know, just says that Johnson was left traumatized by the experience. He's been in therapy says that not only was he unlawfully arrested by the police, he was also restrained in the same manner as George Floyd. Guess where this happened? Hmm. Man, this could be anywhere. I don't need Wisconsin. (laughs) Wisconsin's a good guess. Missouri. New York is a good guess. Missouri is a good guess. We all did not guess right. This, This is how I know I'm getting better at these articles of First 48. This happened... In Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, not that's not surprising at all. At yeah. all. Yeah. Um, we only have two more, and then we can get into like the the news or whatever. Um, a man trying to kill a spider with his lighter started a whole wildfire. <laughs> yeah. So California. Art- <laughs> it says a wildfire near this town, which police say was started by a man who claimed that he was trying to kill a spider on Monday afternoon is now 90% contained according to wildfires. Uh, I'm sorry, to firefighters. Corey Allen Martin, 26, was arrested on Monday evening for investigation of reckless burning as well as possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia, according to county jail records. Reports of a fire north of the town of the mountainside came in just before 5 p.m. Guess the first 48 state. California. Mm Mm-hmm. Why would you try to blow torch a, a bug? What's wrong with you? Right, you could just step on it. <laughs> like what? Like you really had to go get an item and then light it towards the animal or thing insect. What about you, Q? I'm gonna say Arizona because they got a bunch of wildfires in Arizona going on right now too. Hmm. Wow. And Chris, what did you say? Oh, I was Californian too. Um, this happened in Draper, Utah. I'm sorry, Springville, mm. Utah. 
close. close enough though. Very close. So I actually, I'm actually going to give <laughs> to the both of you. Actually, everybody gets a point for that. I don't want everybody to you just go completely out. So <laughs> the the next to last article for first forty eight. We we've been breezing through this. It's only ten o'clock. Okay, cool. We we're gonna get up out of here quick tonight. Um, a mom is convicted of murdering her toddler because he was an obstacle to her extramarital affair. What? Mm, that's yeah. I just saw something um, about this. South Carolina. Oh, do you hold on? Let me just read a little bit more, and oh, then sorry. I'll let y'all vote. No problem. So it says a woman will likely spend the rest of her life in prison now that a jury has convicted her of her 2018 killing of her 17 month year old son. Heather Reynolds, 44, was found guilty last Thursday of murder, possession of methamphetamines, and endangering the welfare of a child, according to a statement from the prosecutors in this county. The woman will be sentenced in October for smothering her son, Axel, on May 10th, 2018. Uh, I'm not going to go into the whole details of what she did outside of, you know, what I had to read. Uh, it, it says that a review of the text messages bef- between the defendant and her boyfriend from the previous night revealed that the defendant was becoming frustrated by the boyfriend's apparent lack of interest. And witnesses mm. also told detectives that the defendant had expressed the sentiment that her toddler son was dot 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 an optical to her relationship with her boyfriend. Reynolds was married at the time of the murder, with her husband mostly out of town for work. When the verdict was mm. read and reports that Reynolds started crying after the jury's decision was announced, please guess the first forty-eight state where this piece of shit is probably going to be in jail forever. Florida. Virginia, New Mexico. This happened in New Jersey. Mm. Damn. You did this on purpose. You put this in your mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he did No, no. He no, really, no, you just searched that real quick. <laughs> what do you want you really to do? No, I did not. No, 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 I swear I, swear, I, swear I did not. Um, but this, now, I don't know how Jersey this is because I'm not too familiar with Jersey. This happened in Sick, Sicklerville. Oh, so that's God. South Jersey. It don't count. South, South Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, so that's yeah. I don't yeah. play yeah. South Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it said uh, the glue, what is it? The Sester uh, Township? Where, where is that? None of these places. <laughs> <laughs> that's like where Rowan is. Yeah. 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 Cl- uh, Camden County. Gloucester County. Yeah. Camden there County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Camden County. South Jersey. So it doesn't count, right? Yeah. South so, Jersey. Yeah. That's not, that's not my Jersey. That's not okay. my New Jersey. That's South okay. Jersey. That's a whole different. Right, right. If you would talk to anybody, talk to anybody from North or Central Jersey, we do not claim South Jersey. It's a whole, whole different situation. But you know what? You're mm-hmm. actually right. Not, not my ex-wife, because my ex-wife's from uh, Malton, which is South Jersey, mm-hmm. Camden County. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex, <laughs> I heard that. College, <laughs> my ex, she's from Flanders, New Jersey. I always call her Miss Flanders because it's just fucking funny. Are you from Flanders? Flanders. Flanders. That's Central Jersey. Where's Flanders, I, I New Jersey? I never heard Central. of from Central Jersey. But I will say this. I saw that there's a whole different area of Central Jersey when I was in Jersey last week. I was like, oh shit, okay. Um, this has got corn over here. I can't say mm. that I grew up around corn and horses. Mm. Oh, wow. Hmm. 
Yeah, that 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 was rough. But let's get into our news. You know, we kind of switched it up on you guys the last time, and I like how it works. So basically, we each bring something that we wanted to discuss. Either it could happen in real world, you know, in our personal lives, or in the news. Um, I'm just gonna pick two to start. I know we're only supposed to do one. I just wanted to pick two. One is an article, and one is more of a discussion. So the first one is just the like article I read. Miss Bum Bum 2022 contestant Carolina Leaker uh, claims that she sleeps with five uh, with men five hours a day to burn calories. Um. Hmm. I I wanted to say something salacious and then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? We, we're just at that point where people are just like oversharing things that like nobody really needs to know. Mm-hmm. And she, she got what she wanted. She got it. You know, she got attention from one tweet where the entire world was talking about it for six hours and then life went on. <laughs> so I was like, okay, there's that. But what I wanted to talk about, you know, for my little segment we can keep it brief um there was a question i heard on a podcast which was should men have a time limit on how long they should be mad mm. <laughs> now what do you mean <laughs> so the, the the woman posed a question where she was like look if you and i are having an argument like you can only be mad so long you're supposed to be a man you're supposed to be able to get over these things and move on don't be mad at me just to be mad so are we talking uh, pettiness? Because I feel like people in general shouldn't be able to just be petty for an yeah. extended amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what the situation is. But if you just mad right. just to be mad, I don't think that's a, a man or a woman yeah. thing. And and that's, so, that's what, what I was thinking as well. <laughs> when, when, when she when she the way she phrased it was you have to be over it when I'm over it. And I know. Like, you know, the both of you, Chris and Iris, like you guys did a show like when like Stereo was still trying to give us money. Shout out to Stereo. But y'all had a show about this where like, you know, men are just not just men, but like people in general, like they're mad at things. They never kind of like get over them or they don't. I don't want to say they don't get over them, but they more so like they don't talk about them in order to have like the conflict resolved. But Mm -hmm. the way that. She talked about it, you know, on that podcast. She was like, when I'm over it, you should be over it as well. That way we can coexist. And I, oh, I just wanted to bring You should have started with like, this coming from a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's why now. Like, that was that like, yeah. But, you know, like now we kind of like watch how we podcast. Like, I know me, I do. I can't speak for all of us. But like certain topics I kind of like divert from because three or four years ago, we would have talked about it, and like if somebody pulled up the clips, they'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like this motherfucking show was wild. Like, mm-hmm. boy, but now, like, we're kind of grown. But that one kind of took me off like guard because we've gotten to that point with everybody having a microphone, everybody having a podcast that they say things without thinking them through. And when she said she was like, "When I'm over it, you should be over it too," and the guy said, "I'm sorry," her co-host said well, what happens to you? And she's like, well, that's different. How is that? <laughs> is it different because it's you and you don't accept people just having to have a moment? So I, I wanted to pose that question to y'all. Like, should men or anybody actually, because I don't want to just bubble it into men. Should people have a time limit on how long they should be mad? Hmm. Oh, let me, let me go first. Let me go first. Go I have, 
I am in a couple of situations right now with uh, with human beings, some human beings who I've known for over a decade. Nearly, basically half of half of my adult, the majority of my adult life, and they can't <clears throat> get over certain situations that happened. Certain, mm-hmm. uh, certain situations that I admitted that I was wrong and apologized for. Um, mm-hmm. and, a, and, you know, a certain situation that is happening right now, aka my, who I choose to love or be with mm-hmm. or fuck. And let's just keep it, let's just keep it 100. Like, mm-hmm. if you are someone's friend, if you, if this is someone that you had, that you regarded, Back when the sun is, the sun was out and bright and sun, bright and shiny, that this is family. This is you know someone I regard as my brother, or you know, or as a member of my family. This is how okay you can be mad, be mad. You know, everyone is allowed that right, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. allowed that right. But it comes a time like you have to think about all the all the situations and things where we have like I've been there for that person in their lowest times they've been there for um, <clears throat> for me at some of my lowest at some of the lowest points in my life and remember that you know it, it's bigger than this it's bigger than this and sometimes someone has to be the bigger person and say you know what okay I was wrong and then the other person, yeah, you may not forget, but forgive. Like, life is too short. Something can happen uh-huh. to any of us at any given point in time. And that's a regret that I do not want to live with for the rest of my life. And mm. I hope that, that if something was to happen to me, that they wouldn't have that regret of, damn, I wish I would have, I wish I would have gotten over, over some petty situation or maybe what, I did or said it may have been wrong in the time, but I learned from it and I grew as a person. I grew as a human being. So I come on now. Life is too damn short. We just had, we just had a situation last Thursday here in DC where people just out at Lafayette park got struck by light, struck by four people got struck by lightning. Three people died. One was an elderly couple in their, in their seventies. The other person that died was 29 years old. Don't be that person, you know, and you, and you're holding something over you, over, over that person. Or someone is holding something over you and something tragic happens and they're no longer here. They're no longer to smell the flowers, no longer to receive the flowers, any of that. Come on. Exactly. Well, we got and, we got a voicemail and, yeah. from Dr. P. Go I'm I'm gonna I'm let him play. I'm gonna play this, and then you can get back to it. Yeah, you know, I miss the wild days. I kind of that's the reason why I stopped podcasting because it really can't get any better than that. That shit was real and raw. Um, I just read a half hour worth of uh, <laughs> rules walking into this motherfucker. I was like, okay, I mean, very clear. I understand it. I live by them anyway. But I mean, I don't know. This this used to be something about the, the the rawness of it, the free speed, the wild of it. I loved it. Yo, what's up, you guys? Good to hear you. What's going on, Doctor P? I'll touch on that real quick. 
uh, stereo updated the like the app. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And they're doing what all social media is doing is pretty much telling you, like, if you're sensitive, like, this might not be the platform for you. But what we're doing is we're going to make sure all the guidelines are in your favor. Um, I personally don't feel like, uh, how can I put it? The, like, social media is not for softies. And somebody's going to be really, like, offended by me saying that. But the biggest bullies are the ones who get offended the most. So I just – I really hope that social media – like, if you can't take it, just don't be on it. That, that's all I'm going to say. But Stereo did update the apps. <clears throat> I know – hold on. I'm, Q, I know Iris has to go, so I'm going to just let her get hers off real quick, and then we'll jump back into yours. Yeah, go so, ahead. So – did you have anything, Iris, or did you want to just see us next week? No, nah, I'm gonna have to see y'all next week. My bad, y'all. Uh-huh. My head is killing oh, no. me. I've had a uh, travel day today, so it's been. A <laughs> oh lot, no! Thank you for oh, telling. No problem. No problem. We'll see yeah. you on the next episode. All right. See y'all. All right. Of course. So, Q, what, what you got for? Finish what you were saying, bro. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, if. if if those persons are listening to this show like right either live right now or they hear the replay of it, <clears throat> know that that's coming from a place from a place of love. Like it, it's it you know come on, life is too short and and you no one should have to live with the regret of damn I wish I would have said something I I wish I would have squashed it that beef. Yep. I wish, you know, I wish, I wish, I wish. Because you wish, you, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And now that person may be gone. You know, you know, like I said, anything can happen at any time, any time, any place, anywhere. Do you really want to live, do you really want to live in that regret for the rest of your life? Or would you want the other person, if, if, if the shoe was on the other foot and something, God forbid, was to happen to you? Come on. Agreed. Let's be better. Let's Agreed. be adults. Yeah, definitely. Let's be adults. But I still have to like implore people. Like, if you okay, if you're going to be like sensitive to every topic and apply everything to your personal life, social media is not for you. Podcasts mm-hmm. are not for you. We, we've got we've gotten to the point where like people can't get out there fully fleshed out thoughts. That's why like for me in clubhouse, like it doesn't work. Like I go in rooms now and I don't get on stage. I'll listen to people because everybody wants to have a microphone and nobody wants to be in the audience because everybody has something to say about what you had to say. And it's like, you know what? Like this ain't your platform to talk. Podcasting used to be that. The issue is though, podcasting has become black Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> the first, no, no bullshit though. Like, it feels like people they want to go on their own platforms and say what they want to say, be recorded and saying it, and like 
not be held accountable for the stupid shit that they say. Like over the past year, I've seen so many clips of people honestly not reading the room. And I say that as somebody who used to be that person who didn't read the room. The issue is we have 400 plus episodes of growth. There are a lot of people who start podcasting for the first time and they just say whatever the fuck, hoping to have shock value. I've seen podcasts who like on Twitter, you open Twitter and it's like some trending topic. Like some girl would have said, I'm not dating no guy who don't make more than $180,000 a year. And somebody asked her what she does for a living. And she's like the midnight stock person at H&M. And you're like, how the fuck does that work out, right? Like some things just are so ridiculous and just it's crazy and madness to think about, but it's true. Podcasting, in a sense, has become social media, black Twitter, and shock value shit. A lot of the podcasts I listen to consistently, like they're good because they've been around for a while, but all the new ones, the biggest issues I've had is they're not being their authentic selves. And even if you're not being your authentic self, you kind of grow into who you are by podcasting. I know for a fact that four years ago, like when Chris Q, uh, Tony and CJ and I, like when we started this show, like we were getting into it. We were trying to figure out a groove, but we knew what we wanted out of the show. And we've been doing that show ever since. Well, this show ever since we've branched out to, we got like other shows and stuff like that. And we've been consistent. But when it comes to it now, if people just don't have thick skin and if people don't want to be completely honest, then yeah, we, we're going to have a personal problem, you know, with those people, but we also have to just let people know to just not be sensitive. So Q to kind of circle back to that question about like, should, uh, should people have a limit on time, you know, the time that they should be mad. I don't feel like you should have a time limit, but you shouldn't just be mad at shit just to be mad. You shouldn't just be angry just to be angry. That's what it feels like. It just feels like people are just like on like 10, always like it's always on go right i, I, I right. never understood I that shit like and you I, know I, the recently, reason why i wanted to tie oh, oh go ahead. i was Come gonna on. say recently some <laughs> actually today well this girl i know was coming at me on twitter because somebody had tweeted i'm currently finding myself and i'm rebranding my whole entire self right now i can't mm-hmm. help nobody out I can't be there for nobody. And I'm choosing me first this time around. And then, so Mm -hmm. I said, that's cool. But why are you telling people? Just do it. This girl I know got upset with me and said, why not? It's her Twitter. I said, just in my experience, people do this for attention. Exactly. If you really bought it, move like this. Don't move like this. You ain't everybody. Like, what's the announcement for? If you really trying to cut people off, what are you making this announcement for? Like you want somebody to reach out and be like, Oh no, what you mean? Or who are you talking about? And she's like, well, like you said, that's your experience. And she told me my energy was negative as fuck. And this is the thing, y'all. I really wasn't being negative. I was just asking Mm -hmm. like, why do you feel the need to give this energy? If these people are someone you're not giving energy to no more. Like for yeah. me, if I'm well, about to cut somebody off, I'm not about to give you no more energy. Like you're not even going to get a I'm done with you tweet. Like because I'm done with yeah. you. That's what it is. Yeah. And I know everybody copes differently, but I feel like a lot of folks say this tweet like this and then never do anything. It would just get a whole bunch of sympathy. Yeah. Now, let who me wants ask you, that? Um, 
the, this question, it, it might sound like a loaded question, but I mean this from like the bottom of my heart because these mm-hmm. are things that I thought about and I just, I just don't know how to word it other than this. Do you feel like, since, it's not even since the pandemic, that lately, I don't, I don't want to put like a year on lately, but lately people have been weaponizing their own mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because I keep asking the girl, what was I being negative about? I said, you say I'm negative as fuck, but I feel like you're projecting because I didn't even say like this dumbass mm-hmm. bitch or shut the fuck up. Like, no, I really said, just move like that. Just do it. Be like yeah. Nike. Just do it. Like, you ain't got to yeah. tell nobody. You ain't got to explain shit to nobody. Just do it. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a play Dr. Pete. No, I'm sorry. This is Perfect Savage. I'm going to play her voicemail. And then we're going to get into this for a second because I I feel like this is a topic, like a topic topic. But here we go. Hello. Shout out to everyone on the panel. I hope you all are having a perfect night tonight. It is Perfect Savage. Shout out to the listeners. Peace and love. What's going on, Perfect Savage? It's nice to see you on here. Um, Obviously, you're listening to the Young Black and Bother podcast. We're just getting into that question that I pose, like, do you feel like people are like weaponizing? I don't want to say abusing. They're like weaponizing things. Uh, reason why I say that. And I know like we don't really talk news like we used to just like the hot topics and stuff, but I was reading like, apparently like spaz is a, like a trigger word for people now. Like we've gotten to the point where like, we can't say things that meant nothing to you up until the so, point where yeah, you felt so, like. So, so, so to, to, just to speak on spaz <clears throat> Before I get into what my topic is for tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, it is <clears throat> a derogatory. <clears throat> shit, excuse me. It is a derogatory term towards people with disabilities, and especially and mainly people, um, humans, and so people humans mm-hmm. who have uh, like ep- epilepsy or you know things like that, where they can't control their um, mm-hmm. their their you know their muscles. Yeah, because yeah, Lizzo had it. Lizzo had a had a lyric in one of her songs that she cut out. Beyonce, um, in her newest album, had a line that she uh, was fast on it that she is cutting out of that out of that particular song. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is just all is like, you know, I, I get and I fully understand. The focus on mental health is extremely important. Like the, the meeting I had today with um, my fellow site directors and my area manager, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of her biggest things was yes, self care. Take time for yourself. You know, don't 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 overburden or overload yourself. You ha- we are here to support each other. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, are, a lot of people are taking it way way overboard, and like every issue is a trigger. Every issue, you know, oh, it affects this person, and I agree that there there are those that do. But is everything an issue? Is everything a problem? Do we have to be so politically correct and and walk on eggshells and like walking on walking on glass like, for every issue that's going on in this world? There's plenty enough. Like you know, there's enough yeah. that we are dealing with right now. Like yeah. does everything like, have to be? like that yeah well that, that's how it feels and I, i'll say that like as a black man it feels like ah, i hate to be that guy to say this shit but it's like everything's being put as if like we did the shit like 
black men got blamed for the Beyonce shit. Black men got blamed for the Lizzo shit. And we're like, yo, like, how the fuck did we? we weren't even a part of this argument, this debate. Like, why are we here? So I have to like try to figure out how can we like meet in the middle when every time we get to the 50 yard line, you keep backpedaling to make us get closer to your end zone. That's how it feels like to me. It's like, you know, when I say certain communities, I'm not going to say like, like the LGBTQ community, but I'm just saying like people in general, like more importantly, the black community, because, you know, we're a part of this community. It feels like there are certain sectors of us where we pick and choose where we desire to post our traumas and our triggers and things like that. And we publicize them and we're supposed to empathize with you. We're supposed to understand you. And it's like, no, I don't want understanding. I don't want people to meet me halfway. I want you to come Mm -hmm. all the way to my house and figure it out. And it's like, that's not my job. There's therapy for that. There's people who you can talk to for that. There is advice and guidance for that. But the thing is, you want your audience. And sometimes it's not even your audience. You're just right. screaming into the void, hoping that people hear you. And it you want to go viral. Work. Like, but then, but then check this out. At the same viral. time, at the same time, they don't really want you to comment unless it's feeding into whatever narrative exactly. they're talking about. Because exactly. like, like I said, sis got mad at me when all I did was ask a question. And my thing yeah, is, sure. why are you even Go getting ahead. mad because I asked a question that she tweeted in a public domain? Like, if it was personal to her, because she's like, some people tweet about their personal stuff, okay, but you open up for opinion or make your shit private. Like, it, this was a viral tweet. It had like 32,000 retweets. Yeah, so, now, like, so that's why, so that's why now, like, I, one, I don't really post a lot of personal stuff anymore. And and if I do, if I know if it's a sensitive topic, especially on Twitter, I restrict the comments. Like, I make it mm-hmm. so <clears throat> you can't comment. You can't even retweet or retweet or quote tweet. Well, you can quote tweet, uh, you know, but you cannot, like, directly comment. Because it's just like, you know... It's, I, but you chose you. that, though. That's what I'm saying. This is a right, viral public right. tweet. No, no set-up things. Right, you chose to put that out there. So whatever comment or whatever thoughts that others have, other humans have to say, hey, you just gotta you you gotta chalk that shit up and, and, and eat it because you you decided to put it out there. No one decided that for you. You decided to do that. You decided to make that public. But that that that's what my issue is. Twitter and a lot of these social media platforms give you the option to either have a public profile or a private profile, profile. Mm-hmm. and you get to pick and select your friends to the point where you can block people you can unfollow people to make sure that it fits what you want when or you can you can tailor it or you can tailor a post to where only a certain yeah. like certain certain people certain friends can see what you say i, I just I, I feel like a lot of people are really performative and their actions these days but it's always been this way i don't want to act like it's just been like it's two or three years but we have gotten even i want to say pussy so bad but we've gotten so sensitive to everything and i don't want to say we shouldn't be but we should definitely question like yo like what are the intentions of this person because a lot of the same people who post those trauma tweets and shit right under those tweets hey promote this business and this and this and this or even worse after they post that tweet that goes viral talking about their traumas and how mm-hmm. men ain't shit, how women ain't shit, and blah, 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 blah. The next tweet 
is him talking shit to people. And it's like, mm-hmm. so, so where are we at with it? Because you can't be holding the gun and have the bullets at the same time. It's like, okay, so you, you, you shot yourself, but then you, you got, you, you got the gun in your hand. How, how does this, it doesn't work. It doesn't even out. Um, we, we have a voicemail from Dr. P. I'm going to play this and then I'm going to let Q get into his and then Chris, we're going to end with yours. So one second. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. The, the, the push for political correctness and cancel, you know, fears and so forth is tapering us in ways that, I mean, don't even allow for critical analysis anymore. I mean, I feel like, you know, you're, you're forever thinking about how are you going to be received and what are people going to respond? It's, it's, it's I don't know. You know, I, I get it. You want to be sensitive and connected to others and, you know, careful and even, you know, just kind. But fuck, this is getting ridiculous. I'm about to spaz out out here. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm too old to worry about the word spaz, man. I just am. I Fuck that. I'm not doing it. I've had enough. Cancel me. You know what? I absolutely agree. I, I think we're worrying about things that don't need to be worried about. It's just people trying to figure out a way to make themselves be seen. We used to say, like, really, like, disrespectful things to, like, the Beyonce's of the world. I know I did. And it wasn't me trying to get their attention. It was honestly to get my followers' attention, to get my followers up and shit like that on social media. I wasn't purposely trying to get to Beyonce. I, I wasn't expecting a formal apology because she said a word I didn't like. But that's where we are now, to the point where people who don't even have social media like Beyonce. Beyonce don't say shit to nobody. She just create her music, create her brand, and just let it be what it is. Now she can't even do that without walking on eggshells. Now, I'm not going to say she's to the extent of like a Dave Chappelle or some shit like that, but we've definitely gotten to the point where the world has pretty much told you, you say what we want you to say. And if you don't say that exactly, then we have to question what you're here for. It, it, it's sad, but true. Now, Q, what about you? I know you had a piece of news you wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, you know, I like to, in my segments, I like to talk about like issues going on in education. So that is my... You know, that's my wheelhouse. Um, but this is this is one issue that I know I went through as when I was that I was in school. And I know that it's an issue with a lot of um a lot of families. And it's the issue of food insecurity and school lunches. So um during the pandemic, during the pandemic, um excuse me. School lunch was made universal. You didn't have to apply, you know, for the free and reduced school lunch program. Your families didn't have to apply for the free and reduced school lunch program. It was universal for anyone that was in school. Um, that program has now come to an end. Um, you know, uh, and I'm reading from a fourth article because I, I want to uh, speak in facts, but I can also, you know, but this is also a personal issue for me because it's something, you know, we. I grew up for. I grew up on food stamps. I grew up needing and depending on school lunch because a lot of times that was um, the only meal. Those, were, you know, breakfast and lunch was the only meals that I got at times. Um, but from this article, universal access to free school lunches will come to an end, and it has come to an end. This was uh, two weeks ago on July twenty second. 
after expanded federal funding passed during the early part of the pandemic was not renewed in the latest spending bill, a change that could impact around 10 million children. Um, the Universal School Meals Program Act was passed last year in 2021 to ensure that every child had free school had free lunch, regardless of income after the onset of the pandemic, brought more food insecurity to homes. But the program was on the chopping block when Congress cut that pandemic era spending in the 2022 budget. Um, President Biden expanded this keep uh, signed the Keep Fits Fed Act that um, allowed for school meals um, to for kids to get meals over the summer through the end of September. Um, and then the, <clears throat> and the nutritional meals program was June 30th of 2023. This is why this is such an issue. This is why it is such an issue. So um, in order to qualify for free and reduced school lunch, a family... Um, has to be un, uh, within 130% have, have a gross income of 130% or less of the poverty line, which is $28,550. We know that, you know, inflation has been, has been a really, really, really big thing and everything, the cost of everything, all kinds of goods and services, gas, groceries, all of these types of things have increased exponentially over the past six months um, because of different inflationary pressures. In 2020, after a 10-year decline in in families reducing, um, experiencing food insecurity, 13.8 million households were food insecure. That means they didn't have enough food to eat. We know that in the we know that in the inner cities of America, here in DC, think insert inner city here or state here. There are there are children that do not have enough to eat. My problem is <clears throat> America is supposed to be the richest country in the world, right? We're the richest country in the world, but yet we have a portion of us of us of American citizens who either don't eat because they can't afford it, or don't have enough to eat because they can't afford it. And I know, and this is where the personal part comes in. I know as someone who grew up poor. Who grew up on food stamps? The old, not the not the EBT cards that we have today, but the old food stamp book. Who had canned peanut butter, canned pork, and all of those things that you got from the pantry? Because because I my family, my parent, my you know my mother, my family didn't have didn't always have the means and the money to go to the grocery store every day. Or you know, every week, and get enough food for us to survive an entire month before having to go shop again. As an educator, we we all we we're told every day, in every TV session, in every different you know education publication about how important it is for children 
to come to school and get a you know come to school have either either having had breakfast in them at home or getting breakfast at school. We know that it's a, a very important because when kids are hungry, kids don't learn. That's one trauma. And, I, and I'm going to use trauma in this sense. That's one trauma that kids that are facing food insecurity has to face daily. School lunches, even though we know that sometimes they are nasty as hell, but that is sometimes the only meal that 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 a particular that uh, you know a student who is facing food insecurity at home that may be the only two meals they get that day that week. I do not understand, <clears throat> and I will not understand. And this comment that paraphrasing Mitch McConnell, who said um, free that universe. They, universal school lunches have gone other pandemic era provisions were no longer in a, in a necessity. Where? Because you're getting money from your, your lobbyists. So yes, you, your family has enough to eat. But what about Johnny and little, 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 little Sue who lives in the inner city, who lives in the hood, who lives in a food desert, who lives in a food desert, where you may, where a community may only have one grocery store for ten to fifteen thousand residents in that particular community, and I'm going to go ahead and put numbers out there, talking about Ward Seven and Ward Eight here in DC. What about them? Are we just supposed to let them starve? Are we just to say, you know what, fuck them? Hey, sorry, pull your bo- your parents need to pull, pull up their bootstraps and go. When there's not opportunities for high-paying jobs, and the only jobs that some parents can get is that minimum wage, which is thankfully here in DC, $17.50 an hour. But just imagining everything with the price of everything going up right now. What are we like? Why? I, it, it, it bothers me. It bothers me both as an educator and as a dad that we are so callous and we think that, oh, because you're, you wasn't born with a silver spoon in your, in your mouth. You know, daddy's trust fund didn't come down. You, you know, you didn't inherit daddy's trust fund that we're just supposed to just cast off those that are struggling to make it. Who need that meal, that, that school lunch every day. And because now, because because it's not universal anymore, they have to be castigated, teased, made fun of because they can't even they, they can't bring their lunch to school or they don't have the money to afford the lunch at school. It is sickening. We as a society, as a country, as a people, have to do better. Now, we have two voicemails about this, Q. So we have one from Perfect Savage. I think she just left a quick voicemail. And then we got Dr. Pete. He's going to touch on exactly what you're talking about. So we're going to hit both of them. Actually, it's just attention-based. Like, when people cannot get your attention in a positive way, they start trying to attach themselves to you in a negative way because attention is attention for them. They don't care if it's good or bad. I agree with that. I think she's touching more so on the 
topic we talked yeah, about the before. Previous topic, yeah. Yeah. But Dr. P has something and I think this is prevalent. It's gonna actually deal with a lot of what you're saying, Q. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I remember when I was a kid, um, my mom was too proud to get free lunch, you know what I mean? Because you had to fill out a whole bunch of paper. And, you know, she just was like private and paranoid. Like, nah, I'm not letting the government know my... We was poor as shit. I don't know what she was doing. But I used to steal the green, the free lunch cards and shit so I can get lunch, you know what I mean? Whoever was absent, I'd take their card. And it dawned on me years later that the lunch ladies knew exactly who I was. But they let me slide with the free lunch cards, you know what I mean? Free lunch means a lot to a lot of people, you know? Um, it's, it's like, they, I think they wanted to take it away just so they can make a point, you know? Bootstrap and all that ball, no free lunch. Look, like, get the fuck out of here. Feed people so they can think, make a focus. Sometimes it's the only meal these kids eat all day. Peace to the room. It's good being with y'all. Thanks for the show. Absolutely. No problem. And that is absolutely, that is absolute facts. You know, that is absolute facts. Um... And again, it goes back to the stigma of, okay, you know, like I said, I go back, I go back to the, I remember the day, I remember the days, it wasn't no, it wasn't no EBT cards, it was the old food stamp book, and you couldn't have loose stamps, like you had to pull them out of the book. Um, But yes, you're absolutely correct, there's time, and I've worked, you know, I've worked in the majority, the majority of my teaching career now, as an, now, you know, as an administrator, I've worked in predominantly poor neighborhoods. I've worked in food deserts. I was I was one of the teachers that kept food in my desk and washcloths and soap and all of those things because there were kids that needed it. There were kids that came hungry. I am I am one because I empathize. I sympathize but mostly I empathize with those students. I would never allow a kid to go hungry. And I'm just, and that's just me as a dad. I would never let a kid go hungry because kids can't learn if their stomach is growling. But as a country, we don't care about our kids being educated. We care about are they reading LGBTQ books? Are they being indoctrinated? Uh, this or that? All other bullshit than art. Are, do they have the opportunities to come to school fed? to come to school closed, to come to school with the materials that they need, the supports that they need in the building and outside. We don't care about any of that. I ain't gonna say we. Mm. There's a certain political party that don't give a shit about that because they all want it to be private and they want kids, especially black, brown kids, to be indentured servants making minimum wage so that they have to, you know, take whatever whatever job or whatever opportunity is 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 allowed for them to keep this slave wage going. And it's shameful. And it's absolutely shameful. It's absolutely shameful. We are the richest country in the world. The richest country in the world. And for this to, have, to be going on in the name of capitalism, it's downright shameful. It's downright shameful. Agreed. Well, let, let, let's wrap it up with Chris. Chris, what was your topic for the week? I don't know if she has one or not, but Chris, the floor is yours. If not, 
Oh, she's good. She so what we're going to do, well, what we're going to do is this. We're going to end on the note of the unpopular opinions. So I'm going to give my unpopular opinion. And honestly, I don't care about how anybody feels about it. Um, I don't care about the Kim and Pete Davidson thing. I already knew that was structured. That's a construction, like well, a constructed relationship. And I think it's garbage. So there's that. My second unpopular opinion is um, Megan Thee Stallion's boyfriend. I really need him to figure out what the fuck he's doing with life because he's making it look like all men are super sensitive. If you are dating a woman who's a baddie, like, you know, you have you a baddie, but you also have to be regard. Actually, I'll take it back. If you have a woman or if you have a man, you can't be fucking insecure. So there's that. So that, that I'm just going to leave that where it is. And finally, um, Boy, I hate that I'm going to say this because I guess it's just Q and I. And shout out to John for listening. Shout out to John for listening so long. I know, you know, y'all no, y'all's there. Like, sh- shout out, shout out to y'all because I'm I'm going to say something. It's going to sound so disrespectful for me to say, but I, I have to say this because it, it just it needs to be right. Um, this is Greg talking. Mary Greg, right? I need you hoes or you women to really. Stay out of my DMs if you're not trying to fuck, but you're posing yourself as if you are, okay? Let, let me just be super clear about this shit, because um, I've had to deal with this shit, like, I'd say in the past nine days, about four times. Um, and Q, Q can attest to this. Any man who has a woman can attest to this, and I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. Um, and this is for even, I'm sure my wife, if she hears this episode back, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I have to explain myself. Here it is. Um, as a married man, as a taken man, as the man in relationship, you are going to get more pussy thrown at you than you could ever imagine as a result of you just making someone else happy. Let let me repeat Mm -hmm. that. As a man in any type of relationship, not a situationship, in any relationship, dating, married, divorced, whatever you want to call it, you're going to get more pussy thrown at you than you ever would single. Only reason I can say this is because I've literally had to turn on my vanish mode on every fucking message I've gotten on Instagram in the past month. Every single fucking message. And this is what y'all do. And I I hate that I'm going to be this guy to say it, but it's the truth. Um, Y'all will hold full-fledged conversations with people who are in relationships, marriages, engagements, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever the fuck they got going on. Situationship. You, situation, all that shit. These women hold conversations. Q, I've, I've had people comment on memes, on photos I post of the family, bro. Like, literally, of the fucking family. And they make conversation out of it. And then when you engage in the conversation, it's, oh, well, see, blah, 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 your wife or blah, 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 you're married. Blah, blah. I'm like, yo, so I, I was I was very disrespectful to some person. I do have to apologize for me being the person to say this. I said to her, are you trying to convince me or you? Mm, that's a good question. Because here's the thing. I don't need to be convinced that I'm married. You didn't have to be convinced that I was married because you know. But why are you here? I, 
I, I want to make this super clear, super apparent to the ladies, because I don't, I don't date or indulge in men. Us married men, taking men, men in relationships, things like that, like, it's just going to be fun. And it's not going to be the good fun. It's going to be the fun where it's like, you know what? <laughs> that was a moment, but I need you to go. I, even as a man who was single, and I, I hate to be, again, the bearer of bad news, like, after we fuck, we probably don't care. We, we probably aren't a good person. We probably, this is Greg who ain't shit. This is me just talking. But why aren't y'all talking to the single motherfuckers? These are the guys y'all keep saying, oh, there's nothing out here about, so why are you, why are you engaging with my married ass? Why are you liking posts about the family, about the wife, about the kid, and then you're in the DMs trying to bait? Mm-hmm. Can, can some, somebody really needs to make that shit make sense to me because I've been trying to figure this shit out for the past four days. I had to tell her, talking about this girl, I was like, yo, like, you realize you're in my messages after liking a post about family. And then when I ask you in conversation, like, yo, like, what are you here for? And then she tried to flip it on me like, oh, well, you're married. But what, what the fuck? What is your married? But. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to close with saying this as somebody who's been making sure a woman's been happy for over a decade. Don't let me fuck your life up by giving you 20% of what she gets. 20%. I, I, I really need to implore people, you know, about this. Cause a lot of people need to think about that. And, you know, to phrase it for women, there are a lot of women who are getting approached by men and they might be, you know, the women might be in relationships and women need to say the same thing. Like, yo, like, don't give me the opportunity to ruin your life because men and women alike that are in relationships, taking things like this. This is what happens. And I hate to say it, but it has to be said. After whatever happens, happens, you know, where we go right back home. Home. And somebody who is like an heir apparent to haven't i've stepped out i've had a whole phase i've had a second whole phase i had a third whole phase i've mentioned these things this is doc the tweets are still up john uh elavoy j-lo cute like anybody who's listening to me talk right now you can still go you can find the tweets i don't delete shit my whole phase is literally in the top seven on earth outside of fucking diddy and whoever else you want to like decide but when I say these things, I'm not trying to make it seem like, you know, oh, Greg would step out if he wanted to or if he had to or something like that. No, very happy, very content. But if you keep pressing the elevator button to the lobby, you're going to go downstairs. You're going to hit that floor and it's, it's not going to be a good thing. But we got a voicemail. I'm I'm dead at oh boy Let, let's see let's see what they got hey greg so i'm just now coming into the conversation and i may have to um go back and and listen a little bit but um what you said was you know kind of true um you know some some women will go after men that are already taken and part of that is because they see that that man 
you know, you know, married someone is already in a relationship, has kids. So they're, they're realizing, oh, well, that, that must have been a good man. He was willing to settle down and have kids with a woman and actually uh, create a life with her. That's something that something that they covet. So um, that could be a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Avoid. Like as, as somebody who has I've stepped out, not on my wife, but I've stepped out. I've always been in a situation where it's like, you know, there was a woman that I wanted to be with and either she didn't want to be with me or I didn't, I didn't want to be with her or we both wanted to be with each other and it wasn't the right moment. And I know that sounds like it's across all the spectrums, but I'm just covering all bases here. So as somebody who's married and I I know what it's like being single, but I also know what it's like being alone. And that's two different things. Um, my rule of thumb, and I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, I'm not fucking with anybody who has nothing to lose. Like if I were to ever cheat on my wife, if I were ever to do something with someone, like I know that I wouldn't fuck with someone who has nothing to lose. When I say nothing to lose, like we have to be equal. If I'm going to step out and I'm like, you know what? I'm going out and I'm fucking around with you. Well, you going out and fucking around with me. But you just don't get to go home and you go and get to lay in your comfortable ass bed by yourself. And then I got to go and lay and do my shit. Right. You know, but I have like a whole family in the house here. So the fellas, the bros, like we all have that code. And it's not like we use this code, but it's more so it's like, yo, like if you ever were in a position to lose it all, you better lose it with somebody who wants to build some shit because they have something to lose as well. It's like if you set your own house on fire, it's like, where the fuck are you going to stay at? That. That's what I mean by you have to have something to lose. The issue, though, for me is a lot of these same people that are in my direct messages, they have nothing to fucking lose. They might not even want me. They just want the ability to say, you know what? Got him. I I know like either something's not going good at home or he's doing this and this and this. Newsflash. Everything is going right at home. Men only want to step out because they forgot what other pussy feels like. I hate that I just said that out loud. I absolutely fucking hate the fact that I said that shit. Q, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. It, no. it, it, it sounds because it, it sounds really disrespectful to say that. Like to tell a woman or women who are listening, like yo, like men aren't cheating because they like you. Men aren't stepping out because they like want to be with you or be in relationships. They honestly just forgot what other pussy feels like. Can you imagine pleasing somebody the same fucking way? And I'm sure women feel the same way. Like, imagine, like, as a woman, like, you're sucking that same dude dick. You, you fucking that same dude. And it's like, yo, oh, I know the position. He, he want doggy style. He want a missionary. He going to come at this point, blah, 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 right? You, you keep getting that shit. And you're like, oh, well, it's going to be routine. Every once in a while, you're like, I want to switch it up. And nobody's going to say to the other, per- you know, the other person, their partner, like, hey, like, can I get a, a hall pass or, hey, you know, do you mind if I go fuck somebody to realize, like, you know what? This is better off at home. Nobody's going to do that. That's why people cheat. Now, some I'm not going to do the whole hotel shit of, oh, well, somebody's going to, you know, we weren't meant to be monogamous because all I feel like that's a whole crock of shit. If you're going to do what you're going to do, you've already prepared to do that shit. But to land my plane, I'll say this. A lot of people, women specifically, have been super cordial up until the point that they tow that line and it, it's been historic with me it's like oh you know I'd, I'd fuck with you if you didn't have a girlfriend or oh aren't you talking to somebody or oh you know the infamous thing when you're single is oh you got all the women you be talking to all the girls it's like yo like 
can I just not be in a position to be like, just do what the fuck I want to do and you do what the fuck you want to do and we just leave it like that? So now being married and, uh, you know, Q, this is your fault. This is your fault, Q. Being in a position where you know you're happy and other people see that happiness and they want to exploit it, hope it, and that they can change shit just temporarily. So I asked one of my close friends, D. So D says to me, she was like, Greg, they don't want to fuck you. They just want to fuck with your wife. At that point, I said, if a woman said it, it's true. They don't want to fuck with you. They want to fuck with your spouse. I'm going to play the next voicemail. No, Greg, you're absolutely right. Sometimes, um, and I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do, but um, sometimes people cheat because it's an adrenaline rush. Like it's, um, you know, they're with the same person, you know, 24-7. Eventually you get tired and you kind of want to see what else is out there. I think it also tends to happen if someone gets in relationships ships way too quickly like say um they meet someone and they hurry up and settle down with them or maybe they're very young and they hurry up and get married and they didn't even explore any other options you know then it's more likely to happen because it's like you didn't see what else was out there first that right that cute do you, do you mind if i play that voicemail one more time before you Go get ahead. up out of here and then we got another voicemail and then obviously we have your unpopular opinion i, I gotta play this one right. <laughs> no greg you're absolutely right sometimes um and I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do, but um, sometimes people cheat because it's a, an adrenaline rush. Like it's, um, you know, you're, they're with the same person, you know, 24-7. Eventually you get tired and you kind of want to see what else is out there. I think it also tends to happen if someone gets in relationships ships way too quickly. Like say um, they meet someone and they hurry up and settle down with them. Or maybe they're very young and they hurry up and get married and they didn't even explore any other options you know, then it's more likely to happen because it's like you didn't see what else was out there first. Absolutely. And last voicemail before I'm going to let you close us out. And um, another thing, too, I think you were um, touching on this point. Um, sometimes women will cheat with a man because they're jealous of what the woman has. That, that's a mic drop right there. I, I've said my unpopular opinion. Q, what you got? Okay. <clears throat> my unpopular opinion. If you frequent an establishment plenty of times, like you are, you are a regular, you are a regular in, this, <clears throat> in a particular establishment, Why, on God's green earth, are you adding an auto gratuity? Especially if this said establishment has alienated a lot of the regulars that have come, that have fired some of the popular bartenders that they've had, that treats the regulars who are keeping your fucking business in, in business. Like shit. You're adding an auto gratuity. You should be lucky that we are still frequenting your establishment. And I say this today, and I say this right now, this 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 point right now, this unpopular opinion right now, because 
I was at a, well, I didn't go there today, but there is, there is an establishment in Africa that, that Greg, you know about. I'm not going to say names. And I was walking by said establishment today at 7.30 p.m. There was a grand total of one person in the establishment. Usually, like hot day, you know, midweek, people, you know, those that I know that frequent there a lot want to come have a, you know, have a couple of beverages, see each other, smoke a couple of cigars, go the fuck home. No one, that's not a single person. And I went, walked past there, like went and got, went and got tacos, went to another, went to a black owned establishment. It was really nice. And then we're back. We're just walking. Just trying to burn time before the show. Not, I can count on one hand the amount of people that went in there today. Outside of the orders they may have gotten on Uber Eats or uh, or DoorDash or whatever. If your business is shitty, if you are a shitty business person, business owner, if you treat your employees like shit and you take their tips away, because you want to line your pockets, but it's not, but your employees, certain employees are the ones that bring people to your business. A, don't get mad when I zero out a tip on my bill. And B, don't do, don't do fuck shit by adding an auto gratuity when I'm spending my money. People I know who frequent there a lot, are spending their money, and we're not spending $10 here, $20 here. We have people that, that, that throws on a sometimes two or three or four night basis over $100, keeping your dumbass in business. So, my popular opinion, just to recap my popular opinion, don't be a dick when you have a bullshit business. Don't get mad if I zero out my tip, <clears throat> zero out a tip, and don't do some fuck shit and add an auto gratuity because you're mad that I don't, because I'm reacting to how your business is. You're going to be lucky that I come. You're going to be lucky that people that I know, you come all the time, are spending money in your business and not bringing, and not bringing alcohol, other food, and eating it on the eating it on a patio mm. in your damn face mm. that's it well ladies and gentlemen you have been listening to another episode of the young black and Bottle podcast i'm great that is q um we had iris we obviously have chris and we have shay the the lovely ladies were here this week i think shay was busy but i'm glad that you know we had a good two-hour show it's been a while a couple weeks but we are back uh, we're going to try to be a little bit more consistent for you guys either way you can follow us all at YB Bothered on Twitter or Young Black Pod on Instagram. The show, we have over 400 episodes. Feel free to check it out on all the DSPs. More importantly, we need y'all to come back next week when we'll have another show. So until then, we'll see you. Peace. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. 
Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.